guys, welcome to episode three of Proactive People's Health. I'm so happy to um, bring you guys another episode about a topic that I think is so important for Women's History Month in March. This is something that I want to talk about for a long time, but I've never like just sat down and chatted about it completely. And that is my story, my crazy story with endometriosis that isn't as crazy as it seems when you consider how many women have endometriosis. So this is gonna be all about endometriosis, what it is, my experience with it, um, things that have helped me. Again, I'm not a doctor, so do not take medical advice from me without doing your own research and talking to your own doctor. But we're gonna get right into it because I bet you there's some facts that you didn't even know about endometriosis because it took me a really long time to even hear the word endometriosis for the first time. So did you know that there is no known cause of endometriosis and there's also no known cure? We don't know if it's genetic, if it's a lifestyle thing, a bunch of people get it and it's about one in 10 US women. So that's a huge number when you consider the fact that it takes about on average 10 years to get that diagnosis of endometriosis. Like that is just insane. So I think I defined it in like my first episode of my podcast, but to give you an official definition from the World Health Organization, it is a disease in which tissue similar to the lighting of the uterus grows outside of the uterus. It can cause severe pain in the pelvis and make it harder to get pregnant. So basically the tissue that like sheds every month when it starts growing in other places, it doesn't have an exit point out of your body. So you're basically like internally bleeding every month when you or whenever you get your period and you're like shedding the tissue, but it's not really going anywhere. It's just kind of staying in your body and it gets like attached to things and it can be super painful. Um, it definitely was for me. And I want to talk about my journey with endometriosis because I think the only way or one of the only ways to get the word out there about this and to make people also realize that they have it before it's too late is by telling our stories and making it like known that what you go through as a woman should not be so painful that it like literally knocks you out because that was my experience with it for years and years and years. I started my first cycle when I was like in the sixth grade and that is so young, but I remember that cycle, that first period cycle so well because it was like one of the most painful experiences of my life. I was like, what, 11 years old and I was just in so much pain I like couldn't stand at recess. I ended up throwing up a ton. I was so nauseous. I couldn't keep anything down. I was just bleeding so heavily. And I just remember feeling cursed as a girl. I was like, there's no way in hell this is my life from now on. And it felt like such a burden from the very get go. But what people always told me is it's supposed to get better. And they also told me that pain is normal. So I was very confused because what do you mean pain is normal? And what like exactly is pain, like normal pain because the pain I was going through was like literally keeping me from going to school from the very beginning. I was missing so much school and once I started like getting older, it became missing so much like work and so much college. I can't tell you how many days of college I missed out out missed out on like my freshman, my sophomore, my junior year. And we were kind of just like at least I was kind of just brushed off whenever I talked to my doctors about it because my cycles, I hope this isn't TMI, we're gonna get a little personal here, but they were very, very, very irregular. So I never knew when they would come. I never knew when they would end. There was one point where I was like bleeding for an entire month, basically. And that was like 
sending my mom into like a huge frenzy. She was like, oh my gosh. So she took me to a doctor and lo and behold, as you probably know, what they do to basically anybody who has any sort of hormonal issue or period issue is they put me on the pill. And to this day, that's one of the biggest regrets of my life because I was way too young to be on the birth control pill and it took a toll on my body that I still have to live with to this day. Um, basically what happened is I did not have a great experience on the birth control pill that I was put on and it wasn't necessarily my decision to go on it. When you're 12 and your mom and your doctor are telling you that this is the best decision for you, obviously you're gonna trust that and you're not really gonna question that. And so I was given the birth control pill without being told any of the side effects potentially and without really being told how it worked. So I had no idea what I was taking. I was just taking a pill and all I knew for about six months was that my body was changing and I did not like it. What happened to me was my appetite like basically doubled <laughs> and I've always been a very tiny girl. Um, so when I was like, like could not stop eating for months and months and months and when I gained so much weight because of it that I literally got stretch marks, like literal scars on my body from it, I freaked out and I stopped taking the birth control pill. And of course the birth control pill was like a band-aid, it wasn't a cure for what I had going on deep down. And so my periods didn't really get better once I got off the birth control pill. Um, they kind of just went back to the terrible ways that they always were. And I remember anytime I would go see a doctor for them, I just, I just felt so brushed off because they kept telling me, well, pain is normal. Every girl has pain with her periods. And I was also told that in your beginning years of your cycle, it's supposed to be abnormal. They kept telling me, it takes time for your period to become regular, for it to like come on the same day every single month. I can tell you that's not necessarily true. I'm like a dec over a decade into mine and um, I still don't know when mine starts or ends. I'm so jealous of those girls who like have it marked in their calendar like, oh, this is when I'm getting my period every month because I literally don't know. It's like a surprise, hello, every single time for me. So love that. But that was really frustrating because it was like, I was like five years down the road into it at one point and I went to go see a doctor it was a new doctor and she was like, she just kept telling me the same thing that all my other doctors before told me, like, it takes time. And I was like, okay, how much time? Cause we're talking like five years now. And all of them in the beginning told me it takes a few years. And now we're talking like five years and I just kept like being told the same exact thing. But I never questioned it deeper than that because I mean, I always thought my doctors just knew my body better than me. You know, they were the medical professionals and this is not to discount doctors. This is not to talk bad about doctors, but this is truly my experience with it. And so it kind of like just kept getting worse and I kind of just accepted that I was going to be in like chronic pain all the time and that was my reality because I was a girl and that's normal. So when I first found out about endometriosis, it was a game changer for me because I remember it was the most absurd way I saw it or I heard it for the first time. I was like scrolling on Instagram. It was my junior year of college during the pandemic and I saw a video from Savannah Chrisley. If you don't know who she is, she is Chris Chrisley's daughter. And she posted basically a vlog on her Instagram of her uh, journey to go to another state to get surgery for endometriosis. And I watched it because it was like so interesting. It was like a surgery video. It didn't show the surgery. It just like showed like her going into surgery, like her surgery prep and her recovery. 
and I heard endometriosis for the first time and I didn't you know didn't really think anything of it but then but then she was sharing her story her struggles her pain and I was like oh my gosh that is how I feel and I didn't even know that well a it wasn't normal and b other women felt like that necessarily because I you know, I would go to school and I felt always felt like I was the only one missing school and work and stuff because of my periods, because of the pain. And so I just like kind of convinced myself that I was crazy and I was just super weak and I had a terribly low pain tolerance. And so I kind of felt like ashamed because I was like, okay, like I am so weak compared to all these other girls in my classes, at my college, at my jobs who they can come into work, you know, when they're on their periods and they, they're perfectly fine, not perfectly, you know, some pain, but they weren't on the same level of me as me where I was just like bedridden. Like I literally couldn't get up. Like I remember there was one day in college when all of my classes were online because of COVID and I literally couldn't even log on to zoom for an online class. Like that's how much pain I was. And I literally couldn't even like, like muster up that much energy to log on to a computer. So anyways, after I saw that video, I just started researching the heck out of this. Like I hit the books and I didn't even know in the beginning what I was researching. Like you don't even know what you don't know at that point, but I just started like diving deep and the more I read on endometriosis the more I was like oh my gosh I am convinced this is me I am so convinced I have it so I made a doctor's appointment but in the meanwhile while I was waiting to go to that doctor's appointment because of course it was like months out I um I started the only thing that I felt like I could control a little bit for my symptoms and that was something I read online it was called the anti-inflammatory diet the anti-inflammatory diet has been shown and been kind of like proven to help endometriosis symptoms by reducing inflammation in your body, which can be a trigger for even more pain. So it makes your pain worse. And what the anti-inflammatory diet does is it removes a ton of inflammatory foods like ultra processed junk foods and a ton of sugar, caffeine, dairy, but then it also adds in a bunch of anti-inflammatory foods like blueberries, avocados, salmon, brown rice. And um, I took that like to heart. I started doing that diet like overnight and I did it so hardcore. Like in the beginning of that diet, I only ate blueberries and salmon and it was so hard. And I kind of expected it to like cure my symptoms all of a sudden, but it took me a really long time on that diet for me to feel the effects of it, which isn't something that I knew when I was researching, but I kind of felt a little bit discouraged, but then I finally went to um, my doctor's visit with an OBGYN in the city and I talked to her and I told her everything about you know my 10 year struggle with endometriosis. And she was like, oh yeah, like, I'm pretty confident you have endometriosis. So I got a clinical diagnosis. The only way to like really physically diagnose endometriosis, it's a little hard, is either to get surgery. And it's a lot of times if you suspect and your doctor suspects that you have endometriosis, you'll get um, something called ablation or excision surgery to help remove some of the tissue, like the excess tissue that's like has stuck to parts of your body. 
Um, and that's when they'll also diagnose you because they'll see the endometriosis tissue in your body. And then another way to do it is um, a ultrasound. They don't always find endometriosis on the ultrasound, only sometimes. Also something called a transvaginal like x-ray or ultrasound, I think. And um, so I did those and I, they didn't find endometriosis, but again, most times it doesn't show up on those. So just going off of my symptoms, my doctor was like, you sound like the textbook definition for endometriosis. And I told her how I started the anti-inflammatory diet and she told me like, good, stick with it. And then she told me a few other things to try. Um, she brought up physical therapy. She brought up acupuncture with all of the needles. She brought up low impact physical activity like walking, jogging, things like that, yoga. She also brought up taking magnesium and of all of the things that I have done for my endometriosis, magnesium has been a game changer for me. It is a super supplement and it helps in so many ways, not just for endometriosis, but it helps so, so, so many different functions in your body because magnesium helps over 600 chemical functions. It's so important, but unfortunately it's not in a ton of foods. And the funny thing about magnesium is when my doctor told me to start taking magnesium, I was like, okay, on it. So I ran over to the store went into Target and I grabbed the first bottle of magnesium I saw on the shelf and it probably the only type of magnesium they had on the shelf at that Target to be honest and I didn't really know about magnesium it has 11 different types you guys and the type that I grabbed was magnesium oxide magnesium oxide didn't do anything for me I took it for months and months and months and was waiting to like feel better and nothing happened really because magnesium oxide is kind of like a laxative like a short-term laxative it also helps like heartburn and indigestion Digestion. And that was kind of the first time that I realized the hard way. My doctor is not here to save me. My doctor can help me, but it's up to me to really fix my own health issues. There are so many holes in healthcare, you guys, and your doctor cannot hold your hand and walk you through every single step. That's up to you. You have to do your own research. You have to put in the hard work day in and day out yourself. You have to hold yourself accountable to your health goals and make those baby steps along the way that's gonna like overall help you holistically. And I realized that, so I just started researching more and more and more and I was coming up on summer vacation right around then. And that's when I realized, okay, I am so overwhelmed with this diagnosis because not gonna lie, when I was first diagnosed, I cried a ton. I didn't know what to do with it and I was so frustrated that it took me 10 years to get diagnosed and, and I was just so sad and like heartbroken over it. And I just needed a minute to process and my summer break are so short they like go like this you guys like I work the entire summers usually so I truly don't have time to like do other things during summer um and so I was like I need to take a gap year from school I was also so burnt out because I was going a hundred miles an hour every single day I was like running on empty at that point and so I was like okay gonna take a breather gonna take a gap year figure out what I want to do with this diagnosis um and try to get my life back under control and try to get my health to a good place because at that point it was so painful my periods and it was like the chronic pain was just taking over my life it was controlling my life way more than I was controlling it and so I took that gap year and that was the greatest gift ever because I had so much time to research and really just like find out what I wanted to do about this and at that point not gonna lie I really was leaning towards surgery which my doctor told me it's a last like 
resort. It is not something you should just like jump onto because surgery always comes with risks. Going under anesthesia, having your body cut open, that is always like a risk to infection and other things. It's harsh on your body to recover from that. So my doctor told me some other things that I kind of just like tried and realized weren't for me. And then I tried some other things and I realized they were for me. And I did some research and realized there were a ton of other things my doctor didn't even tell me about that really worked for me. And so I'm going to kind of go over those, but some of the things that like did not really work for me were going back on the birth control pill and uh, just like self-medicating with a ton of Advil. So I'm gonna get into that really quickly because I went back onto the birth control pill while I tried to figure out what I wanted to do. I was just in so much pain at that point that I needed a break from the pain. And if you know how the birth control pill works, basically it stops your period, like your natural cycle, and you do get a bleed, but it's not a like a normal natural period bleed. It's called a withdrawal bleed, and that's basically referring to the withdrawal of hormones in your pill and in your body. The drop in hormone levels causes the lining of your uterus to shed. That's from the Mayo Clinic. And um, so basically that is very different from a regular period. And I was just so traumatized at that point from my periods that I was like, I just need a break from it. So I went on the pill as a short term uh, like it was, it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a solution. It was just like a short-term band-aid I was putting on the problem to just like have time to focus my energy on researching and healing and finding ways to heal. And so during that time, I again did not have a great experience on the birth control pill. I didn't like how I felt. I didn't gain weight again this time with it, but I just didn't feel like myself. So I got back off of it. But one of the other things my doctor told me to do was, um, to take a ton of Advil. And here's the thing, you guys, I've always, of course, known, you know, you can take Advil for pain, but ever since I was young, I also always knew that Advil is not great for you if you take it a ton. So according to the Mayo Clinic, non-prescription pain relievers, such as Tylenol, aspirin, ibuprofen, naproxen, which is like Aleve, it can damage your liver, especially if taken frequently or combined with alcohol. And so, from the very beginning, ever since I was in like extreme pain from my periods, I would try so hard not to take pills for it. And honestly, sometimes I was better at that than others, but I knew honestly, like if I had taken that much pain pills every single month and I get my periods like twice a month because that's how irregular minds are. If I had taken that much pain pills throughout a decade, it probably would have done some pretty bad damage to my liver. Like, I don't even want to think about that. So at that point though, I was like, okay, I'm going off of the birth control pill. My period pain is really coming back. I'm going to try taking Advil. I was taking like up to four at that point, And I just knew deep down it was so bad for me. So I stopped it and I was like, there's just got to be a better way. There's got to be a more natural way. And so the magnesium, once I found the really good magnesium, magnesium glycinate, that really helped me. And also other things that truly did help me was de-stressing because like I said, I have so much stress in my life and stress is also inflammatory, which I didn't even realize. Stress is so bad for you guys. I also got my vitamin levels up in other places in my life. They were very low because I was eating like crap before. Um, and I removed a bunch of endocrine disruptors, like things, products that kind of like mimic your hormones and throw your hormones off. And I also got rid of a bunch of environmental toxins and I like decreased my exposure to environmental toxins, which also does so much bad stuff to your hormones. Another thing that I did too was um, I just like did things that promoted healthy and balanced hormone levels. 
And that combination with taking magnesium, doing the anti-inflammatory diet, doing low impact exercise, like truly gave me my life back. And I'm not being dramatic when I say that because I went through so many years of pain, not even knowing it could get better. And then I found out, oh my gosh, you can get so much better. And I like could cry thinking about it because when I was first diagnosed with endometriosis, I was so shattered. And one of the first things that I cried about was I was so sad about not being able to work a full-time job and have a full-time career one day because basically my endometriosis was so bad, it was like at the point of a disability. Like I was like, oh, no employer is ever gonna wanna hire me when I'm gonna be calling out sick so many days in a month consistently from the pain. I was like, that's just never gonna happen. And I had worked so hard on my career. I have worked my butt off to make it happen. Like it's always been my dream to be a local uh, TV news reporter. And just like the fact that like my dream was right here and I like almost had to give it up because of how much chronic pain I was in is just, it's it blows my mind. Like. And I thought that was normal. That's the, that's the crazy part about it. I didn't even know what endometriosis was, so I thought that was normal and I thought I was just being crazy and I had a low, really low pain tolerance and it was all my fault. But it wasn't. I just didn't know that there was like this whole disease out there that exists that affects so many women that is just not talked about enough. And so that's why I'm like so passionate about talking about my endometriosis um, story. It makes me uncomfortable. I feel way too vulnerable on the internet like sharing these things but you know what if I had had someone in my life tell me earlier about endometriosis maybe I would have started healing earlier maybe I would have started looking for answers earlier and maybe I would have gotten back days and days and days and days of my life that I spent in bed from pain like not being able to move so I just want to close out this podcast by wishing you a happy women's history month and remind you that there's still so much work to be done on endometriosis and also just overall women's healthcare. We need a lot more research done on this area. That's everything I have to share for this podcast episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, I will catch you in the next one.